You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I am your host, Rebecca Hayden. Journeying Within is a powerful way to begin or continue to heal and grow. To learn more about working with me to do this using hypnosis in an empowering way, please email me at rebecca.hayden at gmail.com to set up a free discovery call. Welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Today I have Joe Defer. Dr. Joe Defer is an integrative family physician. He's an educator and an ayahuascaro, curandero, trained in the Peruvian Shipibo lineage. He is also a founding member and medicine carrier of the Church of the Eagle and Condor, a multicultural spiritual community based in Arizona. Welcome, Dr. Tefer. Thank you for having me. So today, we're going to talk about a different sort of take on illness. Because of our experiences with ayahuasca, we view illness very differently. And of course, you know, we each have our own take on it, because as ayahuasca teaches us, we're all very unique. But I wanted to to start the discussion by bringing up a couple of things that came to mind for this topic. First of all, I'm sure you're familiar with the ACEs study, and uh, this study draws a direct connection between uh, people who have been traumatized or abused in their early childhood and very serious illness. And then there's also the this sickness that Aya talks about that ayahuasca sometimes communicates about, which is this greater sickness of humanity that needs to heal. And it has to do with those kinds of abuses and and how we are with one another and, and how that could improve. And I believe that once we do, we'll see a lot less sickness in the world. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it's just ayahuasca teaching this stuff, you know. It's sure. like people are seeing this from so many perspectives, you know. So people's connection to ayahuasca and the messages they receive there is... Uh, you know, it's an influence and people waking up to the larger reality, you know, that it's like, I mean, the first, your first question was, uh, what was the first one that was before we switched into just just, how you, how you view, um, illness differently, having worked with ayahuasca now, you know? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I think it's important to, to see how the kind of things people learn. And so it's not just like from ayahuasca, it's like from learning within this tradition, right? So there's a whole tradition of that, at least in my experience, I've been involved for 15 years. There's a real, you know, there's a tradition for which you to learn, you know, uh, like not, and in this case, it's not just from ayahuasca, but from all the master plants. And, Absolutely. and then from yourself and from the people that you work with and you work alongside. And that's really important because some people just alone with their relationship with ayahuasca without any kind of context or setting or dialogue, you know, they, they, they could get confused. That happens. So it's important that it exists within a larger context, just like the ayahuasca itself is part of, you know, the rainforest is not an independent uh, thing. It's part of this larger context of, of mother nature and you know the earth and the world and so similarly you know the kind of healing techniques that like the shipibos use or the spiritual healing techniques that that i uh you know trained in and got involved in with ceremony and you know for us as a like a sacred practice is part of the same like kind of sacred spiritual healing work that i think goes across the board 
whether it's, uh, you know, prayer, uh, you know, what some people are trying to achieve through meditation, what some people are trying to achieve through other meditation uh, rituals. And, you know, you see a lot of people with breath work, you know, come into the same kind of consciousness or related Absolutely. consciousness. And yeah. uh, just like I, just like, yeah, hypnosis does that too. And absolutely exactly. working with clients is a, is quite the experience in terms of expanding your understanding of, of all kinds of things and how people, you know, get ill and, and, and how they relate to it. And absolutely. And, and of course, relating to spirit is, is helpful too. Yeah. Keeping a spiritual practice. I think so. Sure. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of, <clears throat> like, there's a lot of, um, I'm just saying that there are many, like, paths that that show people, like, hey, you know, this, let's say, talk about the, you know, the ACEs study. I mean, that's a that's a very Western allopathic, right? They're just realizing that from their study, that, that that's a real phenomenon, you know, that adverse yes. experiences are linked to these clinical outcomes. So then trying to help people heal from that childhood trauma you know, becomes extremely important in trying to address those outcomes. That being said, it's like, well, there's a lot of different ways to do that. So then, you know, the ayahuasca tradition, uh, like from the Shipibo people, it gives us an example, you know, of how we can help people uh, find that deep healing. And, and, and similarly, like the psychedelic psychotherapy world, interestingly enough, is also interested in that. And just the psychotherapeutic world in general, you know, how do you help people heal from their deep wounds? And, Sometimes it's childhood and there's, there's deep traumas that can happen later in life that can really influence people's bodies and minds and how do you help, you know? And so they're there. I think what I've been talking about a lot is, is that, you know, what you see happening with people, let's say if we look at the example of a psychedelic psychotherapy where people are overcoming, you know, heavy duty childhood trauma, adverse childhood experiences in some cases, they're going through like the research is showing they're having this like profound emotional processing shift. You know, that they're able to process their emotions differently than before. They're not triggered the same way. There's something different. But what's interesting to me, and I think what I did learn, you know, working with the Shipibos and that I try to talk about, but it's also kind of further supported by research into other approaches is that what ends up happening to people is it's like going, having the spiritual context of the ceremony, of the tradition, of even not bringing the, you know, the, the sacred plants into it. it. It allows, it creates the space, you know, for this emotional processing shift to happen. And so then you see this like interesting thing that the spiritual context that, and, you know, accessing it, you know, that the, that the, the sacred plants can help you to access it. And then on top of it, all the rest of the context to help you access it. But accessing that at being able to work within that, spiritual space where it seems like people do like the deep forgiveness work or initiate that, or they do the deep, you know, um, self-love work, or they initiate yes. that, or they find their way to compassion. They find their way to gratitude, kind of these ancient, you know, spiritual virtues. And when people are able to do that work in the right kind of setting that allows for some metaphysical, like dimension of that to happen, you know, it seems to facilitate uh, healing that deep, you know, emotional wounding. And so that's right. why I think it's, it's so important, you know? And so for us, it's like, yeah, we, you know, we've, we've observed that with ayahuasca working with it, you know, in the right setting, all that stuff responsible that you can help people through that process, you know, and mm -hmm. there are other ways that people are also helping people through that process, which is really important because there, you know, there's so much need. So, 
as a physician, I'm just wondering how that that went for you in terms of seeing this greater um, this greater aspect of of illness itself and how that contrasted so completely with you know your initial teachings that were more you know strictly based on the physical, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. And for me, it was like, you know, that's what I, I have my book, The Fellowship of the River, which is all about that, like a medical doctor's explorations of traditional Amazonian plant medicine. So, you know, the argument that I try to build is that with these cases that were coming down, which were cases that I know as a doctor, as a family medicine doctor, that that the Western system struggles with. You know, so then, you know, okay, well, here's, here's kind of the edge of this, like, as you said, like a, an approach that over perhaps focuses on the physical too much or exclusively, you know, that they miss mm-hmm. out on, like we say, this, the, the influences of, of the emotional dimension of illness, the spiritual dimension of illness. And so when you, when you ignore that, um, you know, well, then you see in these cases, these people, they, they did not progress. They, you know, they were going to the doctor for years and years and they're going to the psychologist yes. for years and years and they don't progress. And then you bring them into a new system where they do address that stuff, you know, where they do, they openly address, okay, what, you know, let's hear about your uh, adverse childhood experiences and see how that may have, you know, influenced your biology, like really influenced your, your flesh and your being that's become incarnated in you. To the point that you know it's contributing to mental and physical disease, measurable disease. Yes. So a lot of that is symptoms, right? I mean, I think that what I've discovered is that a lot of what we call disease, and we think, oh, Eureka, we've discovered something, but a lot of it's just symptoms. It's the name that we give symptoms. In yes. fact, I've I've you know had this interesting sort of back and forth about a situation I was in, and um, you know within within a spiritual context and you know what i was given it's just funny sometimes there's a lot of humor with ayahuasca right and there was this sort of um idea given to me that you know don't give it a name you know almost like a stray dog you don't want (laughs) to you don't want to invite this to stay for long right Uh (laughs) let's deal with you know how to move on from this instead. Well, that's important, you know, so that's, that's yeah. like, that's really important is, is how do you move on? Cause then otherwise it's like, you know, if we just get stuck in like kind of the, you know, I don't know, like the name calling on both sides, the doctor said, Oh, that's nothing. You don't know what you're talking about. And then the other side saying, Oh, the doctor doesn't know what they're talking about, you know? And so then it's like, okay, so that's, we've created a position, but like learning how to help people through that, is a whole other process, you know, that's a little more complex. So yes, not as simple as like, okay, that's so yeah, that they, they could be, you know, and you have to kind of go case by case. And it's hard to, to make really broad statements about, <clears throat> you know, the way things happen. So for example, like in the book, I show it like there's a Crohn's disease case, like inflammatory bowel disease, right? It's a heavy duty, bloody diarrhea and abdominal pain, like very obvious. So those, you know, you could tell that's a symptom, you know, we could say that's a symptom, of something, you know, but unless you know how to help that person, it's just like, you're just talking, you know, it's like, it's not really helpful for them to hear that. So then this person's getting diagnosed this way and they're doing biopsies and they're doing surgery, you know, and, and they're like, but it's not getting better. Like they just, they're just quelling it with medical treatment. And then it's like the, the discovery of like what it is, like, what is it 
like what's the root of it, like you said, or whether it's uh, adverse childhood experience, you know, it's a very personal journey, like that you're helping yes. the person through, like they yeah. end up having to be a big part of that process of, of, course. of figuring that out. And then, then of course, they're supported by people with experience around that kind of healing to help them through it. And so that guy, you know, it turns out he had some repressed sexual abuse that wasn't being addressed and his depression wasn't being addressed. And on top of it, a lot of physical violence against him as a child from his stepfather. So he had to go through this deep, like, you know, purging and releasing of a lot of that and like, you know, deep forgiveness and following up later with the, the people that, that, um, that abused him and, you know, working it out with them and talking with, you know, going through a big process and yeah, it's true. Like his symptoms resolved, you know, or improved dramatically. So then you could say, Mm -hmm. yes, like that was, that was the root of his problem and that's what needed to be dealt with. And so there is, it is important to have frameworks. And I think on the shoot people framework, for example, where you can talk about like the energy of the trauma, you know, in other words, there's an energy of the trauma that needs to be addressed and released and uh, healed and transformed and reconciled and all those things um, in order for the person to heal. And if you don't deal, like, you know, that's what Ricardo, my teacher would say regularly, you know, if, if it's an energetic problem and so energetic, I would say, okay, like emotional, spiritual, that would be one way to talk about it in more like secular terms or broader terms. Yeah. Then, Not easy. That uh, word is really important. Energetic. It's got its own. Yeah. Unique, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, 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 you know, it's something you feel. So yeah, sure. It. It's very real. <laughs> very real. And so you feel it, you know, and then, yeah. and then there's the proof that you, you felt it. And everybody that feels it is like, whoa, that I felt that, you know, so you can try to deny that, but it's kind of, you're just wasting your time. You're not getting somewhere. So that's, you know, that's a big part of it is incorporating that dimension once again, of what it feels like to be human, what it feels like to be alive and how important that is to understand how to help somebody. So this guy tells me, I feel this in my body here. I feel this in my body here. I think this might be connected to that. I think this might be connected to that. So then having a, a system where you can listen to that and follow those breadcrumbs and see where you mm-hmm. can go, you know, with yeah. like a very practical goal in mind, which is the person getting better, you know? So yeah. It's not and I think, but yeah, I think that people also have their own, you know, somewhere deep inside, this is, you know, why the medicine is so beautiful. Is it deep inside somewhere that person does know, you know, and it just helps them see, and as you say, there's other methods of doing that too. And, you know, when we're willing to, when we're ready to, there's a lot of that, right? And a lot yeah. of times people, when they come to the medicine, they're finally ready, you know, and they've suffered. And there's other things like uh, depression. That was an indicator in, for me anyway, that there was a lot of things that I was allowing to happen in my life that, that were not healthy. And so it was it was a messenger. It came to yeah. tell me, Hey, there, you know, there's a reason you're not feeling great. You know, no, that's really important. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's really important because I think the society, uh, this, like you said, these paradigms where all of a sudden, Oh, that's a chemical imbalance or, you know, there's yes. no, you, that's all you just need to take medication for the rest of your life because of that. And that idea, like for me, just as a doctor, like this idea of, of that's the answer to that problem it's just like a few decades you know they came up with that and not to say there aren't some people that the medication doesn't help and that maybe who knows long term they, they need it but that that's the answer and that's how it works is ridiculous 
you know, like to go from, yeah. let's say, 50 years ago, where it's like, that wasn't people were like, no, actually, I think something's wrong. You know, why do you feel like well, that dog is moping around? You go, oh, I wonder what's wrong with the dog. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, oh, the thing is an imbalance. Uh, you know, we better, that's the, our immediate thing we're going to go to is that instead of trying to figure out maybe there's something obvious that's really hard on the dog that's going on right now. And people want that quick fix and they don't want to look, you know, in the society and the culture has a tendency to look that way. And it's like you said, <clears throat> deep down, you know, but the culture and all these layers of, of denial and difficulty and things that, you know, we're all just trying to get done. So it's true. Yeah. Something like ayahuasca can be really helpful, like to help people see that stuff, see the part they don't see, or they have a hard time seeing, you know, to help them realize, oh, wow, that's what it is. And I kind of know it because I feel that it is. But since nobody tells me that what I feel is like significant, you know, I, I dismiss it. And, uh, and so that's the transformation that you're right, that we need to make as a culture is to start. Cause it's like, if everybody, if the attitude is I, everybody hates their job and Monday sucks, then it's like, what kind of culture is that? You know? And, and that is the one that we're in, right? Well, and, just take <laughs> pills and don't worry about it. We'll be fine. You know? just odd yeah it's it's become it's it strange it's sick it's a sick culture and you know i think that the medicines are just helping us to see that and to start to work to improve that and i think that there's just some curiosity and openness would really uh, make some huge differences in how we approach illness or think of it or respond to it I remember one time um, I had pneumonia and it was it was pretty bad. And I went and, you know, celebrated Christmas because I was just felt like, OK, I have a really bad cold. And everybody's like, come on, join in. And, and I just trudged through it. And I was feeling terrible. And all I wanted to do was go home to bed. And eventually I made it there and then, you know, ultimately called the doctor because it was really bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they diagnosed me. But uh, and, and I did get better. But. I, I decongested, like I blew my nose for like, you know, a couple of days when I was in the position to just focus on healing. This is what I did. And after it was over, I took the first deep breath that I'd taken in so long, like I had a lot of gunk inside that I needed to get out. And this illness came to ferry it out. And I was so grateful, you know? Oh, that, that's a thing, you know? So there is that element. <clears throat> of like you said of it of it bringing us to you know they, there's Rumi said and I have like a quote in my book it's something like you know if you want to heal then you know fall ill fall ill so it's the the illness brings the potential for healing you know and that's that's yes. when you're talking about the curiosity and the open-mindedness a lot of times it's that you know it's when people are really ill and they're suffering and they're struggling and that's when they decide oh i think I'll, i'm willing to try i'm willing to open my mind to something different you know because they don't yeah. want to suffer anymore and so that's you know it, it has that role for us to you know to to like you said to to wake us up to make us more aware to guide us but it's it's a process you know to to do that and it's delicate for some people but you know so we we kind of have compassion for people going through that but the idea is that, you know, you, that it is an opportunity. And so then what is out there to help you? And, and yeah, there's that, that opportunity. It seems like over and over again, at least that's my, you know, where I'm at is kind of how we started 
is like, hey, wow, you know, maybe the society has like a lot of deep emotional healing to do, you know? Yes. And that's why it's like acting out so destructively and, you know, disconnected to each other, to the, to the land, et cetera. And so it's like, okay, if we do that work, well, how do we do that work to do that kind of healing? And then you see how this like sacred ceremony can help that do that for so many people and then see other paths that are similar, you know, or they're related somehow they can also do that. But for me, it's consistently, it's like this spiritual context that, yes, that provides like the space to do that. And so then we have to be able to, you know, find more universal like ways to describe that, like the mystery, mystical side of life, because I think it's really important to be able to talk about it with people. And a lot of people are traumatized by religion you know, for a variety of reasons. So they don't want to hear about that side of things, you know, yeah. but I think you just, which I, you know, we respect that, but we're trying to find something more universal so that people can, you know, engage in that kind of context. Cause it's like, it's for their health is what we're saying, you know, that it, it yeah. really allows you to, to heal faster. And quality of life too. Um, I think that that's, something that you know should be considered as well and i'm sure that there isn't that intention when medications are given out but it is a band-aid and you know because we suffer in so many other ways given that you know the greater illness that spirit talks about is you know the way we are with one another i think that there's also uh the fact that this is motivating us right <laughs> I mean, symptoms motivate us to go to the doctor yeah. or find out what's wrong. And these greater symptoms are inviting us to connect with spirit because we can see that there is something wrong, you know, and we are That's suffering good. from it, you know. And and there's also this other concept that I'm aware of now and, and that spirit has, you know, helped me to see is that this victimization, we can stay in that too long, you know. Something happens and it harms us. And we agree, okay, yes, we're being harmed by this. But then, you know, there's a point to which you have to come to say, okay, what can, what can I do about this then? Instead of just, you know, remain in that reality of being harmed, right? It's like, yeah. we've got to get beyond that and say, okay, yeah, I agree, that harmed me. And it had certain effects, you know, traumatization, whatever. And now, what do we do? You know, that's where the curiosity, I think, is, is helpful or the open-mindedness. That's really important. And so, I mean, so it's like trying to, to recognize uh, like on the same thing with the kind of the system, the approach is like, okay, yes, like we need to grieve, you know, these bad things, this, this suffering, this trauma, like there's room to grieve. So yeah. can we grieve, you know, and that's important. So if there's, if there's a lot of that, there's still more of that, you're still, you know, it's still, okay, we got to grieve a little bit more. And the other things are still also true. You know, yes. like eventually we need to, to find, you know, more empowerment and agency for ourselves, like period, not just because of what happened, but because it's like quality of life again, like you won't have a uh, strong resiliency in your health. Like, you know, there's research to back this up. If you don't believe you have some kind of agency, you know, in your own life, like to de developing that agency with yourself and in your own life is actually has a very positive impact on your immune function. You know, in other yes. words, the body works better like that. Like that's the, that's the natural way for it to work. Mm -hmm. And so you, you, you know, you, we have to, we similarly, we similarly have to develop that, you know what I mean? That, that, and that's where, 
you know, the self-love and trying to find that despite everything that's happened, you know, and then they try to forgive and you try to grieve. And, and so you respect all the pain that people are going through, you know, and, and sometimes it's so immense. Who knows how long that takes or what kind of support they need. But eventually for their body to get stronger, yeah, they need to also develop this other part of themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and sorting through that, you know, if it, when it becomes kind of like a wallowing that is just mm-hmm. not, you know, that's frozen in the past, you know, that's, it's, it can be dysfunctional, you know, and so yeah. it's like this recognizing that, that, although you can understand why somebody would be in that state, but it just is not going to work out that well over time. And so there, we have to find a way also to move forward and that that is a possibility, you know, yes, so many yes, people that, that do that, you know, that are able to do that honestly, you know, that they went through this, maybe they went through something worse than what you imagined and, and somehow they've made it through. And so that's the resiliency, you know, that people talk about a lot now and trying to understand like, how do we achieve more resiliency and what's the answer to that and how important that is, you know, yeah. it's like, if you, cause there's some, like you said, if it's a call to, to healing, a call to improve the quality of your life it's like, and if there is some mystical side of it, you know, that we really can't explain that, okay, why are you born into this life where this and this happened to you? but there's kind of no way out of it. Like if that, the other person is going through this and the other person is going through that and the other person is going through that. So there's some part of life of like, you know, having to deal with the suffering that's put in front of you, you know, and it's, it's yeah. right or wrong, or, you know, we can get stuck in the, you know, this shouldn't be like this. But yeah, and, well, I think you brought true. up something important there too. Like the, the fact that, you know, then you see the suffering around you. So you're suffering and then you start to see the suffering around you. And this can contribute to that wallowing. I kind of giggled because that was my dad's favorite word. <laughs> he was what? very funny. Wallowing. That was his favorite yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's, he's passed on now, but uh, it's funny to hear that in this context. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you, you're, we're suffering, we see suffering out in the world. And I think that's the power of delving within because it takes us out of that focus on, on suffering on others and takes us to the most powerful part of us, which is, you know, inside and that wise part of us that really does know what's going on. And I think that is, you know, an agency like no other. Um, it's also uh, helps us to take personal responsibility because once we delve into that part of ourselves that can tell us something very, you know, deep and important about what is happening and how to move on. You know, we feel that responsibility to do something with that. And that's why the integrative path is really important too. That's it. And that's the final, like the thing, you know, being here in Arizona and uh, like with our spiritual community and getting exposed to some of the Navajo teachings, they, you know, they say like, let's say you have a session, you have a ceremony of some kind and, and you, you experience something and then whatever that experience is, you know, they call that the gift. And then what makes it the gift is the afterwards, the integration process, the responsibility of the gift, you know? So similarly, so then every, and then in one way or another, like there'll be other people that will talk about things, which of course it's not so easy to accept for all of us, but you know, that whatever happens to them, you know, they're going to try to find the medicine in it and take responsibility for whatever that was to learn how they're going to incorporate that into themselves to be, you know, a a more expanded person, you know, that has more compassion, that has a deeper understanding, a deeper connection, 
you know, a more stable, resilient um, state of being. And so then that's like, you know, what can be from the gift of, of some beautiful revelation and also can be the gift of like a terrible trauma, you know, it's easy to say, but still the people that go through that process and, you know, work through that, it's like, it just seems like an inevitable part of life. You know, this responsibility of having to deal with, you know, as much as you can with what's come your way. It is part of the path. Yeah. Sort of. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and it's so unique for each of us, but it gives us yeah. an opportunity to move on and to move into another way of being. And we talked about energy earlier. So once you become more healed, you're emitting a very different energy. And there are people that will be attracted to that and they'll feel it and they'll say, oh, okay, there's something there for me, you know? And this yeah. is how we do change the world simply by becoming well. And That's energy it. is a very real thing that, we all know you walk into a room, there's somebody that's like angry and closed down and dominates the whole uh, social atmosphere. That's an energy we all we all know. We're all familiar. We, we know what's going on. We might not be able to give words to it, but, you know, yeah. that, that's a real thing. And when someone's emitting, we know, especially with working with medicines, there's something very different about how everything feels once you've come out of the medicine or once you've started to, you know, really take your inter integration practice seriously and make some changes like, wow, that person is different. You know, <laughs> something's yeah. changed. Yeah. Well, and like I said, you know, people find that through other ways as well. But, you know, what it is, is like they're they're going into a, like a process of, of spiritual growth, you know, and that spiritual growth is about them figuring out where and you know like the medicine can help people or you know, the ayahuasca sacrament can help people figure out you know what's blocking them inside to to you know ultimately like to this to this connection to this energy with that one person the energy that the other person that's like you know inspiring people with love and warmth and all that stuff it's like well they're they're actually like connected to something they're actually like they have like um, worked through their stuff to, to achieve, like you said, this increased quality of life, like to increase this portal inside themselves to mm -hmm. sense like some of this universal energy that, you know, that is somehow is exists somehow is what inspires, you know, that the yeah. person has more energy. Well, well this, that person's all tired of this person is all, woo, they're so enthusiastic, you know, where is that yeah. coming from? They're eating the same thing. And so there's something yep. there about that side of things. So it's like helping people find that, you know, so then the healing and then like the indigenous perspective as one perspective, you know, the healing, the path of healing is the same as the spiritual path. That is the yes. same. Thing. And so yes. they're both about realigning yourself, you know, with, with basically sacred energy. You know, yeah, I just want to mention this because it came up um, the last time that I worked with ayahuasca, this voice that sometimes comes through, it talked about the illness of humanity, this greater illness of how we are with one another and likened it to the farting elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> something that we don't talk about as much and, and right. something that's very, very important. And we've all kind of gotten used to that smell, you know, and, and yet right. you know, we're all suffering from it. And and uh, this voice said, this is the reason we show up as medicine. It's the only reason we show up as medicine is because of that illness that we've got to, you know, help you overcome. 
Yeah. Well, that's, I think overcoming that is really important. And so it's like, so that it is providing a tool and a path and an inspiration for a lot of people, you know, it can do that, which is beautiful. But then it's back to the same thing of like, it's the responsibility, it's the gift, it's the, it's the context, you know, it's not just people just having their little personal relationship with, you know, it doesn't necessarily gain the traction. Like you have to talk and be honest and be transparent about what's going on in life. And around you, you know, to really sort through what is it that's, so there's the spiritual side of it, you know, and there's that energy and there's the, the, the material side, the real side that is in continuum with it, you know, and I think that's something that gets lost a lot is this idea of the overly etherealized things. And so then the discount and dismiss, you know, matter itself, like as a sacred element or the earth, or the, you know, the elements like that so many traditions, you know, revere, which is like, it's out of touch, you know, it's mm-hmm. out of touch. So then how do you bring the whole picture forward? And I, so, you know, that's also important, I think, is like that we have to kind of see how practical and normal some of this stuff is, you know, um, like yeah, you I mean, there are practical changes we can make. And, yeah, exactly. And it's different for each person, right? And I think that feeling into it is really important. That's a a lovely gift of ayahuasca. We come back and, you know, I work with people um, through integration and some people go, oh my God, you know, everything, it's like the volume was just turned up on their life and everything's loud and chaotic. And first of all, this is the reason why we invite people and encourage them to take some time afterwards and not go right back into their lives. But that's another gift too, because what's that telling us about the life that we lead and, and what things are standing out that really uh, are sick and need to change, you know, what, what better yeah. choices can we make? And it takes a lot of courage and, and time and commitment and, and support and all of these things, but it can I be agree. done. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And did you want to um, tell people how they can, connect with you for- yeah we have a couple websites there's drjotifer.com and also modernspirit.org people can learn more about our work we also have you know the church of the eagle and the condor is 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 cruising along here it's more of a spiritual community more kind of a local phenomenon but uh any one of those and that's in things, arizona right that's in arizona yep in phoenix Wonderful. the phoenix area okay great thank you so much Yeah, thank you too. All right, have a good day. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Please visit RebeccaHayden.com for more ayahuasca integration content and for information about working with me and using hypnosis as an empowering integration tool. Also, check out my new range of products, including biodegradable phone cases, tote bags, leggings, and more, all featuring exclusive nature photography. Visit scenicdesigns.company.site.